0: Step into a world where once ordinary homes become gateways to the extraordinary. In today's episode, we uncover a slew of unsettling tales of haunted houses straight from the mouths of realtors and real estate agents who dared to blindly cross the threshold of these hair raising homes. These intrepid individuals, armed only with their wits and a seemingly endless mountain of paperwork, find themselves trapped between the realms of the living and the dead as they reveal their personal encounters with vengeful spirits, restless apparitions, and all too eerie phenomena that defy all rational explanation. The listing is live. The for-sale sign's been hung out front featuring a headshot with your impeccably white veneers, perfectly coiffed hair, and a writer stating, for sale, not haunted. All that's left to do is come inside and join us on this open house of horrors where every creak of the floorboards and flicker of the lights will leave you questioning the safety of the impossibly thin veil between our world and the next. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the freaky deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... (sighs) Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains there are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Logic.
1: legal to have an open house of horrors maybe on the outskirts of vegas that's an open house of horrors i said horrors
0: now you're saying horrors but on, in vegas that'd be an open house of horrors
1: would it yeah that's
0: why everybody says that's why it would be illegal cuz that is what's called a brothel
1: what happens in
0: vegas stays in vegas not according to me welcome back to the freaky deaky like playing marshmallows weird because the first line is welcome back to the freaky deaky and then you talk about marshmallows you were just weird no i didn't say anything about marshmallows before that i was literally jamming out to our intro music and then you start talking about marshmallows randomly christian not a great
1: start pistachio pistachio, toasted marshmallow coffee flavor what are you even talking about right now nobody has any idea (laughs) scott is lying Now, I am
0: Scott, as you just heard, and I am thrilled to be joined once again by my co-host and father-in-law, Christian. I'm very happy you could make it this morning, Christian. (laughs) Thank you. It was rough. Thank you. Yeah. I was starting to believe that I was actually going to have to use your AI voice for this episode, and it probably would have been a lot less back talk, if you know what I mean. So
1: people, people like to hear me talk trash Mm. to you, and then they really like to hear you come back at me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty quick-witted. That's that's the fun part for everyone,
0: myself included. We usually like to start recording at 5.30. It is currently 6.52. And that's fine. Christian, yeah, I'm not, you know. It happens sometimes. You have your devil-may-care attitude when the podcast starts. Just show up willy-nilly. You're a little diva around here. You got your rider that asks for all kinds of, you only like green M&Ms for some reason. It's weird. It's weird, but it's fine. Don't judge me. Today, as you heard in that intro, we are diving into some haunted house horror stories from the mouths of realtors and the listing agents that tried to sell these haunted abodes. I have, ironically, a couple of real estate friends that I probably should have reached out to while compiling this, but I decided, hey, whatever. You know, it is what it is. If they hear it and they want to share something, they know how to get in touch. Do you think everybody has a real estate friend? Yeah, because there's way too many realtors in the world. And I'm going to be honest. We bought this house like, what, almost three years ago now, two and a half years we still get cards from our realtor and you know, like, Hey, happy 4th of July. And you're like, Hey, I don't even know you, but
1: that's really smart business though. That's smart business. But I almost want to like return it and be like, Hey, we already bought the house. But if you enjoyed your experience, you might come back and Ooh. it might be 10 years from now, but let me ask you this. Who enjoys that experience? Nobody. But nobody. If you go around another, like the next time around, hmm. you want something
0: familiar. So something familiar. I'll probably go to my buddy Jake. I'll be like, "Hey, Jake, selling the house, moving to Tennessee. Hook your boy up." That's neither here nor there. And luckily, I don't have to worry about realtors any time in the near future. So. Future comes fast, though. But anyway, we always have a good time with these kind of themed career episodes, I guess you could say. Like we did the the janitor stories. We've done all kinds of fun with trucker stories you put together. And I was like, what would be an interesting one? Realtors. Realtors are a different breed. Let's put it that way. And if you are a realtor, then you know that. And you're probably chuckling to yourself right now while also thinking of
1: how you can sell me on timeshares somewhere in the Bahamas. Bev, reach out to us if you have stories. Yeah, Bev. whoever a that is. A Friend that is now a realtor. I haven't talked to in years. Does she listen to the show? She might. Wow. You know, you you just manifest what you want in the universe. Yeah. I want I want as many people that need to have a good time mm. listening to paranormal conspiracy and aliens to sure. come listen to us. I put that out into the universe. Mm. Maybe put your microphone out a couple inches.
0: Because, uh, I'm already excited. Yeah. See, the cadence has already shifted from when I said and you're talking about a friend you haven't talked to in years. So I can only imagine when we start talking about haunted houses what's going to happen. Uh, Speaking of, if you're new to the show, welcome. Hello. Find us on social media at Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I guess fucking threads now, if that's a thing that you want to do. Don't expect us to post too much. I might just make fun of Christian on threads. That'll be all of our threads, just making fun of Christian. It's not like you get enough of that yeah literally there can never be enough and also at tft paranormal on tiktok if that's more your speed if you have a story that you'd like to hear shared in one of our listener story episodes send it into the gang at the com. we always love hearing your guys experiences and you know it uh keeps things fresh around here if you know what i mean or you can also slide into the dms on any of the social platforms We're here for you. With that being said, a quick shout out to all of our new listeners who have come over from the hole. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. We love those guys and they are probably single-handedly responsible for pushing us over a couple of milestones that we've been inching our way towards. So shout out to those guys. We hope you enjoy your stay here at the Freaky Deaky. Please be sure to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. We are inching very close to 100 reviews on Spotify. It's glorious. It's glorious. And it brings a great warming sensation to my extremities. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it warms my heart there. That's better. How's that? Okay. Yeah, it takes five seconds, especially on Spotify. There's no words or anything. Just uh, click the five star review. Move on with your day. If you're on Apple podcasts and you want to that you don't really know what to
1: say, but you really love the show, just type,
0: hit the five star and
1: type beans. There you go. See, here's the thing. Our listeners know mm. that the warming the heart thing is not true with you because they listen to how you treat your father-in-law about how you treat me Badly. And your warm heart saying does not mean what you think it does. I'm offended. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. On with the show. All that
0: nonsense. But yeah, either way, we appreciate you guys checking it out. Uh, Let's dive into these creepy realtor stories shall we and if you happen to know a realtor that has some spooky experiences from open houses or listing or showing the house whatever other realtor talk send them our way we want to talk to them if they don't want to talk for some reason they can just email in their story or slide into the dms like a degenerate you know what i mean just be anonymous just be anonymous be anonymous be, be that's un- exactly okay. hey, what it was. i was thinking. i know it's really sad <laughs> <laughs> very sad anyway and oh. brains we're insane in the men brains anyway this first story is titled not my ideal first listing about 15 years ago i joined the real estate industry in the hopes of selling my recently deceased great uncle's home in buckhead north atlanta the home is one of those southern style three-storied carriage homes that was more or less beaten up from years of neglect My uncle suffered from mental illness, so it was not surprising the current state of the home. One hot summer day, while working with a contractor, we noticed a cold draft flowing through the first floor home office. It was strange because the AC was not on and it was 94 degrees outside. What's strange is that the AC was not on if it's 94 degrees outside, but beside the point. He thought the air could be flowing from the basement so he went to check. Five minutes went by, then ten minutes. I eventually opened the basement stairwell and yelled down the staircase. An unfamiliar, burly voice responded, Help me. I ran downstairs only to find the contractor tied up and knocked out unconscious. Thinking it was a home burglary, I immediately called the police. Upon waking up, the contractor had absolutely no recollection of the event or even asking for help. He was immediately rushed to the hospital where tests were inconclusive. The next day, I returned to the house with my future ex-husband as backup. We scrounged the house, looking for any sign of a break-in. There was none. We then heard a loud noise in the basement. We ran downstairs, only to be met with a frigid, stale air that smelled like the acidic scent of mangroves. you know what mangroves are? It's fruit. Is it? I think so. It kind of sounds like one, but I've never seen one at the grocery store. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a type of plant. I don't I
1: watch know. Watch it be like an orange or some shit, and you're just like, huh. Well, interesting. I think that's merit. No, mangroves. You know what? I think it's just maybe a plant. It sounds like man like armpits. A, like a, that's what I thought at first, but I yeah. think it's a bush.
0: Look, there's a pungent smell of man armpits down here. And then suddenly before our eyes, part of the basement ground literally
1: fell through to reveal a perfectly square hole. Mangrove is a shrub or tree that grows mainly co- in coastal saline just on the coast. Hmm. He didn't even look that up, folks. He just went back into his memory and pulled it out. Yeah, when I was in uh,
0: Costa Rica, we went through mangroves. Very cool. So anyway, I derailed it. You did. Yeah, now it's over. I hope you're happy. My husband and I were shook. Just moments ago, we were in the basement and saw no hole. Now there was this three by three perfectly square. Dumb as he was, there's a reason why we're divorced. He stuck his hand inside and felt bone at the surface. Call the cops, honey. There's a dead body in here police excavated the basement and found two bodies my first thought was it had to be my uncle since 18 years old he had owned the home after his parents died in 1944. however examiners determined the bodies would have been killed by quote excruciating torture to the genitals region and blunt force trauma to the head around that date at that time my uncle was overseas fighting the nazis and didn't return back from paris until 1947. To this day, we have no idea why parts of the house were so frigid, who was screaming for help, or if my uncle was the murderer. It's left my entire family in the dark, and worst of all, the foundation was destroyed. We ended up knocking down the house and selling the property. Not exactly the way you think your first listing will go, if you ask me. Damn. I know, it's pretty crazy. That is, uh, pretty nutso but also a riveting story. Can you imagine that beginning? I'm going to get into the real estate biz and I already have a house to sell. And then the contractor is tied up in the basement with no recollection of how it happened. Part of the foundation just falls leaving this three by three square hole. And then you find skeletons and it reeks of mangroves, which we know what they are now.
1: Which according to what they are. Is a shrubbery. But actually shouldn't be in Buckhead, Atlanta. Well, maybe the guy just reeked of mangroves. Who could say? Or maybe he's examined a few mangroves of his own, if you know what I mean. Maybe the people that were dead came from an area of mangroves. Mm. And... And the spirit was like,
0: this is how they'll know us. I they'll mean, know to only search coastal regions with weird, pungent
1: acidic. I mean, after watching the factual movie Beetlejuice... We, wow, here we go. I mean, we kind of get the idea that sometimes ghosts, some ghosts have trouble... Communicating. So that is true. Maybe this one's just trying everything they could, and your spiritual presence exudes the scent of where you lived most of your life. So, if you live near a trash heap, you know what kind of ghost you're going to get? Raccoons. Ooh, trash pandas. Trash panda ghost would be the best. True. With their tiny hands. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be creepy. Set it that'd... on your shoulder while you sleep at night. Yeah. Mm. Grabbing potato chips out of your hand. You know what we'd think? We'd be like it's a baby ghost. Yeah, it has to be. The house I lived in in uh, Vegas
0: before, well, two houses before I moved here, I moved like six times in one year because I kept having really shitty living situations. The house that had the footsteps and the when I was down smoking the garage, like there'd be footsteps upstairs, that house had what looked like baby footprints on the wall or handprints, I can't remember which, but like just there's like a few sets that were like, I don't know. It was just uneasy where I, I kept staring at it. I'm like, is that handprints? Footprints? What the hell is that? And it was never resolved. So, how do you like that story? Yeah? Yeah. More of those, Scott. Unsolved mysteries, please. Reach out. Anyway. In touch, Faith. Okay. This next story comes to us from Casper Pearl. It's called Footsteps and Slamming Drawers, otherwise known as The Potty Break. This happened back in September. I still remember it very vividly. I met my clients at this odd 1,700 square foot Cape Cod built in the 40s in a more industrial part of Columbus. By odd, I mean the layout was very maze-like. We entered through the back, and the rooms felt very confined. As we approached the front of the home, there were less windows, mainly because the front porch had been closed and turned into another room. As we looped around the front, there was an odd bathroom with a platform tub, a showerhead poking through the ceiling drywall, and a dingy toilet and porcelain vanity cramped together. It was painted pea yellow and the placement of the bathroom was right under the stairs. It's important to note that the light switch for the bathroom was located outside near the landing leading to the second floor. I remember heading up to the finished Cape Cod level and it was segmented into two rooms the furthest being a bedroom with an absurd amount of built-in storage, I mean every wall was covered in drawers, and all the windows were enclosed with thick custom shutters made of old wood. Felt like we spent a good 10 minutes up there, it was pretty big, maybe 300 square feet bigger than most CODs. Anyway, I walked my clients out the back, shook their hands, and told them I was going to lock up. I actually had to use the bathrooms, so as I crept through the home, I got this weird feeling At the time, I'm sure it was due to lack of light as I proceeded into the home alone. I looped around to the bathroom, fumbled with the placement of the light, then before I could go, I heard creaks upstairs, followed by drawers suddenly opening and shutting, and not lightly or faintly. These things were banging shut, I heard footsteps starting to ramp up as I dashed out of the home. For some ridiculous reason, I got outside, slammed the door shut, and struggled to dig the keys out of my pocket. Of course, there were about four keys on the chain, but I remembered the right one, barely got the damn thing in straight, and I'm sure at this point my imagination was toying with me, but it felt like something was barreling toward me. I was in my car in no time, parked across the street, just staring at the home, at the second level, looking through those black windows because of the thick shutters. I wasn't quite sure what the hell had happened, and luckily my clients didn't ever mention the home again. Not because they felt any weird presence, but because they were the fraction of buyers who drop off the face of the earth. I just drove by earlier this week and that home, especially since it's situated on the corner lot of a busy street, freaks me the hell out. I checked and someone bought it for $30,000 less than it was listed, originally $130,000. I do wonder if they've had any abnormal activity since moving in. Mm.
1: First off, Columbus houses. Or cheap i don't know where that when that price is i know yeah well, it was just 1960 000, and thirty
0: thousand, and knocked off that you're buying a house haunted guaranteed for
1: 100 grand still though which is way under market value these days because haunted houses are a thing they're in they're in folks it's time people want to buy haunted houses
0: oh yeah who doesn't who doesn't like the
1: idea of living in A home that you're constantly greeted with otherworldly guests. By people, I mean like TikTokers and YouTubers. Going to buy a haunted house to make money off of it on one video. True. Yeah, I told you, I was talking to you yesterday that China sent me a listing
0: for a Knoxville home. She was like, I found my dream house and she sent it to me and I was looking through it and I was like, 100% guarantee this place is haunted. Down to the creepy portrait of a Civil War era man on the wall. And I, I told her, I was like, yeah, it's nice and modern and also old, old school, but I was like this place is definitely haunted. And she's like, no, it's
1: not. I was like, when was it built? What you do is you buy it and then you build yourself a house on the property and I'll live in the haunted house. Then mm-hmm. I can tell you stories that I don't believe from yeah. experiences that I allegedly have. Riveting stuff. Truly. Yeah. No,
0: I asked her, I was like, when was this shit built? And she said, I don't know. And I looked at the listing and I was like, it looks like it's been like the 1930s or some shit. And I was like, which means it's definitely haunted. And I scrolled down. I was like, oh, would you look at that? 1930. I was like, nah, no way. No way in hell. I don't care how many shabby chic doorknobs and sinks and shower heads they put in this bitch. I ain't going in. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. Yeah. My life for the pod, right? It's not your life. It's your soul. Oh, cool. Even better. Perfect. I've been waiting to give that up, so come take me demons. Have you ever had an experience like that with like where you feel something's coming towards you? Like you almost like a bad dream where you feel someone's chasing you, but you don't actually ever see them. It's just like more like the feeling, like your heart, the adrenaline rushing, bumping. You're like, oh God, I gotta get out of this situation. For me in those dreams, I am always moving, like I'm moving through molasses. I'm like trying to get away super fast and it's like slow motion as I watch the freaky thing. Gain speed very quickly. I'm like, how are you moving fast? I can't move at all. And I wake up. But this isn't about my own personal traumas. I was
1: asking you a question. What was the question? Oh, Hmm. no, I haven't. Maybe when I was a kid, I had feelings like that. I haven't as an adult. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like, it mainly happened
0: when I was a kid, but like going down the hallway or something. If I go to the bathroom and then it's nighttime, I wasn't in the bathroom for 12 hours, but like, you know, it's, I went to the bathroom and it was nighttime. And when I leave and turn the light off, it's a dark hallway. And I just see the light of the living room down at the end of the hallway. And so I kind of feel like I remember having that feeling where it's like something's watching me. Something's chasing me down this hallway. I have to get to the light as fast as possible. And that's kind of what I was reminded
1: of in this story. Also, that is a religious religious experience. You ha- must get to the light as quick as mm, possible. And I did. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: This next one is from Real Tall Realtor. and it's called. Is it a guy or a girl? Who cares? I, called, I do. There's a big difference. Who cares? And it's called Bad Energy, Bad Outcome. In 2016, I sold a home that always gave me a creepy feeling anytime I went there during showings or inspections. Actually, I don't think it's a woman. I think it's a guy talking about, you know, Just who, no who one cares? gets a shit. Nobody cares. All <laughs> right. Literally, what I said at the beginning was accurate. Yeah. Nobody cares. In 2016, I sold a home that always gave me a creepy feeling anytime I went there during showings or inspections. It's hard to explain, but the place just had a cold and empty feel to it that made the hair on my arms stand up. The buyers were a younger couple in their twenties. Also, there's a trigger warning on this. Oh. Yeah, so. The buyers were a younger couple in their twenties. It was all that was available in the area at the time that both met their budget and checked most of the boxes for them. About a year after closing the husband hung himself in the shed out back and was discovered by one of his children. Absolutely horrible and it was nauseating when I heard about it. A few months passed and his widow had messaged me regarding mortgage questions. She told me that leading up to his passing, a lot of strange things had begun happening in the home and even before he took his life, was convinced the house had bad energy. The neighbors told her the previous owners were into witchcraft, so if you believe in all that, I guess there's another layer
1: to the onion. Into Witchcraft That's kind of vague. That is vague, but it is a
0: fairly common theme with if you find out like the old owners of a house were under witchcraft or like had like a little altar or something in their closet that they were sacrificing goats or chickens to the deities around them. uh, There tends to be bad energy in that place. Is there or is that just what we say? That's well, you don't say it because you don't have that experience under your belt but people that have actually experienced this thing like one person i'd love to get on the show is my buddy jordan from back in vegas he told me and i've mentioned it before but when he was in his first marriage he and his wife moved into his uh wife's mom's place or their old family house or something like that and he had a ton of experiences there particularly around one bedroom and apparently like when he talked to his wife about her or something like that, she mentioned that her mom used to do, um, I forget, was it Santeria? Or there's some kind of like. I don't practice Santeria. I know, yeah. Santeria. And I don't have a crystal ball, but did some, some kind of witchcraft in the closet and like would use the closet area in that bedroom for the rituals and for like setting up the altar and whatnot. And he said that's where all the like shit was kind of concentrated. Like it would come out of that room, but most of the bad things happened in that room. And this is someone that said he was playing PlayStation and something grabbed the controller and threw it so hard that it's stuck in a wall.
1: Said he was sitting on his bed, saw handprints Mm. like descend into the mattress. First off, who hasn't had a blackout experience and found that their controller was across the room and had been sent there violently? Well, a lot of people don't take video games to that extreme, so. You know, I would have said that earlier on on in my lifetime, Mm. but now video games are such a big part of life for so many people Mm, true this but this isn't now this is back then this is easily 10 years 10 plus years
0: ago too so but no he had he saw imprints like in his mattress like hand imprints sink down next to him when he was sitting in it he said there was like a shadow entity that would like stand in the doorway and shit at night all kinds of creepy stuff that would happen and he said it wasn't until he found out that his, his wife's mom was practicing witchcraft there before they got the house that he was like, ah, it kind of makes sense. And he's not a religious dude at all. He doesn't believe in any religions. He's completely against most of this stuff. But he is like, I don't know what to say it was, but I know what happened. Like, to the point where he actually hired one of these, like, TV show investigator crews in Vegas to come (laughs) and, like, look in the house and shit. And even they didn't want to stay there because there's so much weird shit going on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, I would. it's one thing if people claim that it was witchcraft and that's why there's bad energy there. But there's also, like, not only do I have personal accounts from people that i trust experiencing this but i've read enough of these experiences over the the past you know decade myself now to be like yeah there's something there you practice with stuff you're not supposed to practice or that it opens doors to evil entities or something like that it's gonna have bad energy like whether you believe that
1: or not is up to you i always feel that and i'll be a witch apologist here for a second witchcraft apologist oh, just for a second or for the entirety of the show for this this second right now okay i think witchcraft is thrown around a little loosely because i don't believe santeria is witchcraft that's a form of a religion i believe yeah um but isn't all witchcraft a form of a religion i mean that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is like witchcraft is too easy of a word Hmm. but also to to not even we won't even go into that but let's take do the people practicing that type of thing those spiritual practices, I guess we could say, whatever they are, Mm. bring that into the house or does the house bring that into the, out of the people? Like sometimes I always feel like the house is actually the haunted entity, you know what I mean? Or the vessel, the portal, maybe Mm. based depending on what's happening there. It almost feels like the house becomes a thing. So maybe if people, that dark energy is already there and that just kind of brings out certain things in people. I think it has to, like, at least It's my understanding that it kind of has to be invited, whether that's
0: intentionally or unintentionally. You can do certain things that open the doors to spirits that are not to your liking or that mean you harm or whatever. It could be cursed land. Sure, like traumatic stuff happens on the land and then you build on the land. And that in that situation, I would say, yeah, it's kind of the land. So there's nothing you could do away from that. You can bless it or have whatever done to it that makes you sleep better at night. But as far as like houses and stuff like that in general, I I feel like it has to be an event that takes place there for it to open that kind of door here if like right now this is a good house you know but if let's say some crazy shit went on here and there's just like a traumatic stain on the land itself or on the house on the property that opens the door and almost turns into like kind of like a portal for evil entities
1: to feed off of that bad energy or to feed off you or your mood or anything like that well let's let's say that they're they're not always evil Mm. and we just don't notice those as much
0: oh i'm not no i'm not saying that Every entity that's you know inhabiting the space is evil, but there's certain like stuff like this where the guy is talking about that he's like, oh, I feel like the house has bad energy, and then within like a couple months he's hanging in the garage. Like that's some like Amityville horror type shit where you had these warnings beforehand and you just didn't that like I, confront them. You know,
1: I agree with you, but I also think that this could be a simple case of depression. Well, sometimes it is, but again, some people believe that people that experience that. Mm can see through the veil at times yeah well i've always been one of those people like i've gone
0: through my life suffering on and off with depression for long periods of time where it does it feels like there's something latched onto you and leeching off of you like and that could be you know someone like you might look at that and be like oh that's a rationalization of you know imbalance of your body chemistry or whatever like or your brain chemistry and that's just your personal look on what's happening in a science, you know, sciencey way. You're just wording it differently. People that actually are experiencing it and also have that religious upbringing or anything like that, we kind of have an ability to see it in a different way, like a spiritual way, and that is just as plausible to me than oh, it's just your brain being sad. You know what I mean? Like, but
1: but we've talked about on this on this podcast before my belief that if these things do exist hmm. in the spiritual realm, that changing in brain chemistry. Or how your brain is wired, even in certain cases, might explain why pe- why people see certain things. Hmm. You know what I mean, or why people can see things that like someone else can't. Yeah, because it's just that simple change in in how your brain is operating could make you see into the other dimensions, the spiritual world. Just see see th- see the world differently. So who knows yeah. what you're going to see? Like yeah, similar who's to, to how, say, honestly. Though. Yeah, similar to how a child sees the world completely different. Mm. and i mean i'm sure you've always heard that but now that you have a young child wait i do yeah <laughs> Whoa. yeah i mean it, you see that they see the world completely different than us yeah and it's the same world it's mm. just a good example of you know how we get blocked off the older we get yeah we t- we take the magic from the children
0: i got the magic oh it's fine
1: and then we make it unconsecrated grounds with evil demons and witchcraft on to the next yeah. story I know. Yeah, you've always been
0: you're like I'm gonna be the witchcraft advocate for a moment. I'm like I'm just in my head combing through every episode where witchcraft has ever been talked about, and you're like, It's not bad And, and it's here's, fine.
1: Okay. (laughs) like so it's not this moment it's the entirety of the show and and i think it's uh, i think it's a good thing that i do it sometimes because Mm -hmm. like i said witchcraft is thrown around oh sure easily on these types of uh podcasts yeah it's low-hanging fruit most of the time and if you're you know a a lot of people that listen to stuff like us have a religious Mm -hmm. upbringing and then you probably agree that yeah and it's it just you gotta look a little deeper sometimes that's all i'm saying when i say that it's you can't just say witchcraft and it's and then be like okay i guess it was witchcraft
0: then yeah. yeah no but for me as long as there's some something about the story that I kind of lends to the idea of it being of like maybe some sorcery afoot i'm down with that because even self-proclaimed witches claim that they cast spells right and that they do that we had a video on youtube a while ago of this evil witch quote-unquote evil witch who cast spells to get what she wants and that it worked you know so who am i at that point i'd be more stubborn for me to be like it doesn't exist and it doesn't do anything if people that actually do it claim that they have seen the benefits from this or, or that they get what they want. You know what I mean? There's
1: psychopaths in all walks of life. Wow. Suddenly not the witchcraft. No, I'm just saying there's psychopaths in every walk of life. Sometimes yeah. most of the time they're politicians or they run or major apparently cor- people that do ma- witchcraft. Yeah. Major corporations. And that is very true. You know. Every once in a while, one, oh, I'm going to practice witchcraft. And they gave it all a bad name. Mm-hmm. We should get into the next story. We've harped on
0: this one for a while. This next one is called Sonia and the Stage 5 Clinger. Oh. This is a weird one. This gives me the, the heebie-jeebies just because if this is possible, then it, I hope I'm never in a haunted home. It says, I received a rather weird call for a listing. The seller told me I couldn't go see the house because she had, quote, a male ghost and he would get upset if he knew she was selling. I agreed to initially meet her at her office instead, so we get the home listed and we set a day for the showings. I got to the house and started to take some photos and every time I would take a photo there was a blurry image in it. Bigfoot. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. I could not take a photo without that appearing. Then, I asked the seller if I could use her restroom. As I walked down the hall, the door slammed shut. About five minutes later, the open house began shaking. Cabinets were opening and closing and you could hear a ghastly cry. There was a rocking chair in one of the rooms and it was rocking like crazy. Next thing I know, the seller begins whispering to the ghost saying something like, you can come with us, please don't be upset, we just need a larger home, it's not about you. The entire open house debacle lasted a whole 30 minutes. The ghost eventually calmed down, but the owner didn't think it was a good idea for any more people to go inside the home. Let's just say I didn't end up selling her home. That's crazy. Mm. Also endearing. The ghost is like, no, don't leave me. That's like hella clingy for a ghost, my friend.
1: I mean, maybe that's all the ghost is known is that family.
0: Mm, I don't think so because the ghost at one point had a life, perhaps. Yeah, but in some, theory. But sure. sometimes, also going back to Beetlejuice. Wow, what um, a great way to bring Beetlejuice
1: into the episode twice. I got to admit, though, one of the one of the good things about Beetlejuice back in the day was just the way we all kind of looked at death in a humorous way after watching mm-hmm. it, and but they were really clueless at first. Yeah, so, and they didn't know what was going on, and when they did, they became really attached to part of that family. Yeah. Not to spoil it. So maybe maybe they, uh, I don't know, like 30 years later, four years later, I don't know how old that movie is. You've had some time to watch it at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it's possible. Why wouldn't a ghost become attached to a certain family yeah i mean unless it got just really fond of freaking them the hell out constantly and it's like no 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 this can't be i mean this ghost sounds pretty understandable like they're losing their family and is upset and doesn't want them to sell ghost therapy it makes sense yeah coming this fall to discovery plus oh my gosh you probably just within two years we'll probably see that i don't know. be
0: some weird tattooed guy with nose rings walking to a home with a bible yeah <laughs> like I'm here to save you, friend. This is Brother Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> house starts shaking. Oh God, that is weird though. Do you remember? It's been a while now, but we had a bonus video on YouTube, a bonus story where I think it was like two girls were like babysitting or house sitting something, and like the entire place started to shake. Yeah, I remember. And their remember grandma that. was like right next door, whatever. They called over, I'm like, was there an earthquake? She's like, "What are you talking about?" That kind of reminds me of this story, like to the idea of being inside like a poltergeisty home. And it's just like shaking and everything else around you is fine. It's freaky. Imagine if you're out on like the porch across the street and you just look over and a house is violently shaking. You hear cupboards opening and closing.
1: You hear people screaming, what the hell? And then you hear someone talking to a ghost. What if the house isn't shaking? What if it's like, okay. brain. Like yesterday, you know how I was spinning Atlas around Mm -hmm. and I stood him up and we were all laughing because he couldn't stand up and he was laughing. Maybe like... The haunting does something like that to you that makes it feel like the house is shaking because it throws off your equilibrium uh, hmm. and everything like the door. Let's just say the doors and everything are shutting. That's a separate movement by the ghost. That's the poltergeist move. Yeah. yeah. But that experience kind of throws it off to where you feel like your house is shaking and maybe it's not. It could be. But and, I feel like it's very distinct shaking as opposed to just
0: being like off balance. You know what I mean? But it, it but. could just be how unless like you're thinking, feeling the
1: vibration of the drawer slamming as well and that's making you think that it's shaking well but. also though when you're terrified you perceive things a lot li- differently so maybe that's just part of the the, the terrifying mm. part of it is it you're going to interpret things in a way that makes sense to you sure in times of emergency um so maybe that's it's it's not me trying to tell you what happened it just could be it's just a weird thing I thought of as yeah. you're telling me this. It's a very strange story, but I, th- I feel like I've heard
0: a similar story. But I mean, I guess I'm I more or less hear stories about ghosts that follow people from home to home, so it's doable. So I don't know why if that if it's doable, I don't know why this
1: particular ghost would just be like up in arms about like how are you leave and what the hell, scariest, like some kind of abusive like sc- lover. Scariest ghost story I ever saw as a kid was based on that, where mm-hmm. it was called the entity i believe that's a movie yeah yeah and it was it wasn't called the bean i don't i don't use that word anymore Mm -hmm. we've scared them away from using the word being folks trauma you know the therapy bill Mm, there you go a couple short ones for you a couple shorties mean. also if you go back and watch that movie trigger warning
0: hmm well that's nice Got a short one from SD native and it's called The Unappreciative Curmudgeon. It says I was doing an open house at a house I knew the owner had passed away naturally and so I didn't think anything of it. So about halfway through the open house, some lady walks in and immediately goes, Someone died here recently. I can feel him. Then she walks around, talking about his energy and how he feels for ten minutes. Then as she's leaving, she tells me he is sitting in the chair next to me and doesn't appreciate me being in his house. I sat outside and just sent people in for the rest of the open house. That's kind of
1: hilarious. That is hilarious, but also... If he doesn't like me here, okay, I'll be outside sending people in instead. I mean, I would think as a real estate agent, they should have training for this. I'm like, you mm. can't sit outside. You go in. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to know it's haunted. Yeah. You got to go in. You got to take one for the team. You you only resort to selling, saying it's haunted to your prospective buyers mm. if you can't sell it any other way, because chances are you have to take take a... A little bit of a loss to sell a haunted house in most cases, and unless you find a YouTuber or a TikToker, they really do be like that, yeah. Or a ghost, ghost from coast to coast. A team. ghost from coast to coast.
0: Or the host talking to a ghost from coast to coast. Yeah, there you go. Space ghost, coast Space to coast. coast is the host from coast to coast talking to a ghost. Gotcha. All right, this next one also has a trigger warning. It's called Hanging from the Pipes. <laughs> Mm, lots of hanging material.
1: I mean, that's typical of ghosts in haunted houses.
0: That's true. Yeah. Ask any ghost in a haunted house; he'll tell you. Oh, hanging. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Not my way way to go, but I, yeah, I, it's I, a little too. The ghost down the street did it. Mm, that's true. Yeah.
0: I've heard a time or two. I was selling a house that was in foreclosure for an elderly widowed woman. It was a five hundred thousand dollar house, but decorated in the late seventies style. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it needed some updating. Yeah, I'll say. While I was there painting and staging, all the faucets would turn on at the same time all over the house. I would then have to go into each bathroom and the kitchen to turn off the water. When the house was being inspected after getting under contract, I held my breath hoping that the water faucets wouldn't turn on all at once with the inspector on site. The inspection was going well until I heard a very large stream of water flooding the basement. I rushed in and turned the water off at the main. I then had the plumbing fixed and damage remedied. It turned out the seller had forgotten to tell me that her husband had hanged himself on the water pipe in the basement. The exact pipe that broke. Coincidence? I think not. I think not as well. Yeah. I'm so glad you agree. I do say a lot. I agree. That almost worked. I had to shut off the first one. But it was I do say and then I agree. I'm just, just to clean it up. I agree. Okay.
1: Now I have to formally disagree. I do say a lot of weird shit though. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Kind of creepy. If it is coincidence, weird coincidence. What I would never be able to say is a coincidence is every faucet in the house turning on. That for me, if that were to happen here, I'd be like, huh, what could that be? I wonder, you know what I mean? There's like very few explanations for faucets physically turning on at the exact same time all over the house as a matter of oh, fact i'd say there's
1: zero uh, yeah it seems impossible yeah, it seems very impossible unless everything broke i mean i've seen it in movies when the pipes you know the faucets fly, fly off the sink and then they start yeah spraying water but, but. there's there's a difference between it breaking.
0: Called No Orbinary Story. Ooh. Scott, maybe cut that if it sounds way too cheesy or leave it in. Yeah, leave it in. You're a dad. You can do that. I have sold a historical home and the buyer has posted videos with the orb things on Facebook. And while I've always assumed things like that are just dust, dust doesn't move the way these orbs did. They circled her child and zoomed off camera in different directions and came back. When I commented about the movement of the orb, she texted me, quote, my house is haunted as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being a realtor and getting one of your clients just texting you that? You'd be like, oopsie, I don't know how to respond to this. Say, you're welcome. No. She's told me she's watched as her hung clothes in her closet were moved across the rod. She's a retired Navy chief and not the drama mama type, so I believe her. It's just weird to know she's experienced things like that so often. She says she's never had a bad feeling about it. I told her to sage the hell out of it. Weird. Yeah, I'm not really an orb guy for the most part, because a lot of times, I'm going to say it, 9.99 times out of 10, it's dust. Anytime you go into a basement and you take a picture, guess what? You're going to get dust. Yeah. It's, it's a
1: guarantee. Yeah. And the light just does weird things mm-hmm. and cameras yeah. catch a lot, lot of weird things sometimes. Yeah. I have seen a few or like videos where
0: it is a little more curious, you know, where where it does look like the movement is a little more. You're like, huh, but that could just as easily be a small bug. Who's to say, sure. if you have your flashlight on, these things get illuminated to high hell? So, you know, that's why I'm like, orb stories are usually the um, bottom of the barrel for me. I don't, I'm not one of these guys. It's like, look at all these orbs. Can't you see all the ghosts in here? Cause quite
1: frankly, no, I cannot. A different kind of orb, but a, a scary movie that used to kind of have a, was real, I probably wouldn't like it now, but had an orb in it phantasm phantasm it's like a cult classic now i think but it's like the a, name sounds familiar i think yeah. it's a 70s or 80s movie that was kind of terrifying it uh, sounds like it would be a 70s or 80 movie that's kind of terrifying yeah, yeah i had this ball that would fly through like a metal orb that would fly through mm. i think it was a mortuary or something funeral home well, there you go and drill holes in people's heads wow and the that un- sounds phantasmic yeah and the undertaker was scary as hell mm. The wrestler? Different, the the where the wrestler prob- probably got The overtaker, his... gotcha. The over-undertaker. Yeah. Anyway, this next one is called Get Out, and yeah. it's
0: from Outrageous Board 6284. I tell stories about it all the time. Over the years, I've seen orbs moving and floating, both fast and slow ones. I thought you didn't like orbs. I don't, but this person mm-hmm. is sharing a small bit that has to mention orbs. Had tools moved around in a house we rehabbed, had a light fixture that the glass globe would fall out of every time I left the house. After three glass globes, I finally bought a plastic one. Fix that ghost, break that. Of course, have had doors slammed, heard creaks and footsteps, felt watched, and the number one freaky thing in one of my listings of, a, of an old house I was told to get out by a very low, growling voice. Each time I would go in alone I would announce, "Hey, realtor here, just dropping off some papers. I'm not staying. Thank you." When I mentioned it to the seller's girlfriend, she said, "Oh, he talked to you?" "Yeah. Thanks for the heads up." That's funny.
1: Talking to you, get out is not necessarily That's a talking conversation. At you. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, "Hey, can we discuss your presence here?" No. Yeah. It was like, "He didn't talk to me, he just
0: ordered me about." That is true. And, and a low, growly voice who's going to be like, you know what, actually, I'm going to put my foot down. No. The patriarchy. It's before you get thrown out. Yeah, the patriarchy. That's what it
1: is, Christian. <laughs> We're going to bring that to the ghost realm. Classic. <laughs> you would. You would absolutely bring that to the ghost realm. Well, I mean, you, you got to imagine most ghosts that are annoying sound like guys. They do, Yeah. Old they guys. Must be. Old guys. Wow. Get off my lawn. Don't sell my house or I'll cry. Make me a sandwich and other
0: misogynistic phrases, right, Christian? Yeah. Bring me we a beer, them. kid. Never any creepy women ghosts, right, Christian? Mm. Mm-hmm. There's probably mm-hmm. a couple. A couple. No, evil evil voices are tend tend to be deep and you know, most creepy. of
1: most of the female ghosts tend to wear white, and that's very virginal, so they gotta wow. be nice nice yeah. ghosts. Yeah, they're trying to prime you to get in there.
0: Get in there.
1: Oh. So it's all a trope.
0: Another one. Anyway. Ah, uh, this is. I got a couple bonus stories before we close it out. So here's a true story that helps to illustrate the impact of stigmatized property. While at work one day, I received a phone call and quickly recognized the caller as a client I had assisted with a home purchase months earlier. Listening further, I detected serious concern in his voice. Wow, what are you, some kind of detective? If you talk on the phone a lot, you can you learn to read people. You can detect f- things. Yeah. Yes. As the client talked, I listened while automatically running through a brief mental checklist of his closed transaction. Paperwork completed correctly? Check. Home inspection performed? Check. All inspection issues addressed or negotiated? Check. Building permits researched? Check. Insurance, title report, loan and closing documents taken care of? Check. I run through a few more items in my mind, then hear him say the word, Ghost backstory after looking at many homes this buyer and his wife ended up making an offer on a house that had some quote back and forth on the price but it was ultimately accepted looking back at the transaction there was never any indication to suggest this would be anything but a normal home purchase and everything was normal until after the transaction closed which is when things took a decidedly different turn not very long after this buyer and his wife moved into their recently purchased home they began to hear strange noises usually in the middle of the night around 2 or 3 a.m. Worst time to hear it. But then things got much stranger. The sounds they heard appeared to emanate from inside the house for no readily explainable reason. Sounds like dropped tableware, moving furniture, bells ringing. You get the idea. After a while of having their sleep disturbed, the homebuyers grew concerned and began to ask around the neighborhood, Do you hear strange sounds at night like we do? After being told no by at least one neighbor, the man asked if the homebuyers knew about the event that had occurred inside their home. The new owner said no. Story specifics vary, but the neighbor apparently explained that a child had died inside the house and was then laid to rest on the property. Understandably, this distressed the homebuyers who thought that it should have been told before buying the home. After speaking with the homebuyers, I next called the seller's real estate agent for the transaction and simply asked, did you know that the property had a that that property had a history of death in the house. Yes, he quickly answered, then followed up with what I knew aligned with what Oregon's real estate agents are instructed regarding state real estate law. Quote, but my principal broker told me we didn't have to disclose it. And he was correct. I also understood that particular realtor had a fiduciary responsibility to his seller client because if the seller's agent had openly revealed the situation while marketing it, there was a good chance the property would have sold for considerably less. Usually, the rule is disclose even if an item seems trivial. Yet in this instance, there was no state law requiring such disclosure, and the seller had a vested interest in not bringing the issue up. As a result of the impact from their home purchase of the stigmatized home, the home buyers moved and ultimately rented out the property, witnessing this unpleasant situation had me researching to better determine what might have been done differently. At the time, there were no online resources solely dedicated to determining if a house is stigmatized. On top of that, repeated online searches eventually turned up only one news story relating to the property, and that was accomplished by a search using the specific house address and buried in a list of other website information.
1: It was virtually a needle in a haystack. That's pretty wild. I think. There's a lot of laws now that you have to disclose traumatic events that happen in houses, but I'm sure it's not in yeah. every state. I feel like it was in California, though, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And on building on top of that, just to kind
0: of close this out, this is paranormal court. Wait, paranormal court. So this is like law determining whether or not a home is actually haunted or if it needs to be stated that. And this was uh, Stambovsky v. Ackley. Dun, dun. No, <laughs> no, that'd be funny. Um, you got to throw that in. I know, yeah. You may be surprised to find out that a house was actually declared as haunted as a legal or as a matter of legal fact in 1990. Stambovsky v. Ackley is that is that a New York appellate court ruled because the previous owners represented the house as haunted to national publications in the 1960s. They could not then later claim the house was, in fact, not haunted because ghosts don't actually exist. When the subsequent buyers wanted to rescind purchasing the house upon learning that it was haunted, the case is quite widely taught in law school because of its unusual conclusion, a fact that was not lost on the judge writing the opinion, who took the opportunity to include lines like the following in his opinion, saying, quote, while I agree with the Supreme Court that the real estate broker As agent for the seller is under no duty to disclose to a potential buyer the phantasmal reputation of the premises and that in his pursuit of a legal remedy for fraudulent misrepresentation against the seller plaintiff hasn't a ghost of a chance i am nevertheless moved by the spirit of equity to allow the buyer to seek rescission of the contract of sale and recovery of his down payment and from the perspective of a person in the position of plaintiff herein A very practical problem arises with respect to the discovery of a paranormal phenomenon. Who are you going to call? As a title song to to the movie Ghostbusters asks. Well, applying the strict rule of caveat emptor to a contract involving a house possessed by poltergeist conjures up visions of a psychic or medium routinely accompanying the structural engineer and terminix man on an inspection of every home subject to a contract of sale. It pretends that the prudent attorney will establish an escrow account lest the subject of the transaction come back to haunt him and his client or pray that his malpractice insurance coverage extends to supernatural disasters (laughs) wow that tell you what that judge really worked in every single that must have been a wonderful day oh
1: finally something fun
0: he gets to work in every single ghost reference he can think of
1: That's hilarious. He's famous at the country club for telling that story. I know. Let me tell you what I wrote in my decision. You like ghosts, Sonny? No, that's hilarious. But
0: yeah, I did find it kind of funny that there was an actual court case about whether or not this place was haunted or if they could rescind that contract because it was allegedly
1: haunted. That's why I think they kind of took the road of traumatic events like Mm. murders and stuff like that, because courts can't really make decisions based on ghosts, in my opinion. They really do be like that, yeah. It just opens a whole new can of worms with demon faces. Yeah, demon-faced worms. You know the ones. Yeah.
0: Uh, As long as it's not a whole new can of beans with demon faces, then we would have a very creepy where we could look at each other and say, "Uh uh-oh. The beans might come. Nailed it. Hmm. So that that wraps up this episode. I, I like that one. That was a fun one. I like these kind of themed career stories and realtors They got some crazy stories in general. Uh, I could probably do an entirely different episode of just horror stories from realtors that are not paranormal. And who knows? Maybe we do some extra bonus content on paranormal on that type of stuff. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, threads, wherever you get your social media fix and your fry eye blues. Your what? Fry eye blues. It's where you stare at screens too long. I have not heard that. I made it up or on TikTok at TFT Paranormal. And if you have a story of your own, send it into the gang at the thefreakydeaky.com or leave us a voicemail with the story or just to say what you think about the show. We're saving up the, these voicemails and hoping that we can at some point play them on at the end of episodes, get you guys on the show yourselves, all that fun stuff. But in the meantime, uh, we're just collecting them. So leave your voicemail at 801-997-0051. We'll see you right back here on the Freaky Deaky next week where Christian's going to tell us about the problems with disclosure, the problems with disclosure. You heard it here first, folks. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.